so Johnson has been kind of having a lot of these personal attacks, you know, whether it had to do with the party gate. And now the latest one is also this book has come out that said <coughs> that said what? That his wife was using his his phone to tell like Boston people around. Is that what and yeah. mention <laughs> this gentleman too if you want, like who All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's I wanna introduce guys. I mean, <coughs> I think I'm very open about the fact that uh we are stealing like concepts and stuff from other shows. But I like to just like Batman, my favorite hero of all time, to have a great rogue gallery of villains. And I would like to introduce a couple of people to it today. One of them is one of my, he's the original, the father of trolls, the, um, the, the t- Tamberlane of uh, uh, destroying uh, po- conservative politicians, the uh, Genghis Khan of, you know, uh, uh, just spreading misinformation. I would like to uh, introduce you t- to Mr. Ashcroft. So, Mr. Ashcroft is a prophetic writer. I don't, do you remember the Pig Gate in the UK? Uh, Cameron and the Pig Gate. Rings a bell, but yeah, not really. All right, let me give you a bit of a background on Mr. Ashcroft. I think he's a Lord or a Sir or something. He's a prolific publisher and a millionaire, billionaire, whatever. And he came to, I mean, I, he came to my attention. He was obviously an important person. Of, sorry, way before that. that he, was a, he was a huge Tory donor, right? He's a huge Tory donor. He heavily uh, contributed to David Cameron. Then David Cameron came to power, but he came to power, if you recall, originally in a coalition government with the Lib Dems. So he offered him a sort of a second tier foreign ministry sort of position. And Ashcroft, man, I mean, I love Ashcroft because he's not, uh, by the way, this is what he's, it's not like he's hiding or anything. He said, after I donated this much, they offered me this. Fuck you. Like, I love that he's not like, this is about like, you know, meritocracy or anything. It's about the fact that I donated, I want a fucking job, you piece of shit. And, uh, but then David Cameron, I think David Cameron used the excuse of Lib Dem because Ashcroft was a bit of a too much of a wild card. Mm. So uh, they sideline him. And then he came, he's a rich guy who comes up. uh, I mean, he's, he's the original troll in a sense that, you know, these days, if you want to troll people, you go on Twitter, you go on Instagram. It's easy. You yeah, he would just comment. publish a book. <laughs> it's cheap. It's cheap, you know? This guy comes from a generation. You write a fucking book. <laughs> you publish it in thousands, in millions. And, you know, they, and uh, that's what he did with David Cameron. And have a team it. of people who write it for you. Um Oh, of, of course, course. <laughs> of course. It's not like what you're crazy. You're gonna sit down and write it yourself. What are you, an idiot? But yeah, uh, he. Uh, so he uh, came up with the book. I forget the name of the book because I never read it to be honest. But it was about the uh, Bullingdon Society in Oxford that you know all David Cameron and Boris Johnson are a member, and there is this rumor that to like become a member of one of those loyalty pledges bullshit type of thing you have to do is put your penis inside of a dead pig's mouth <laughs> Jesus. Uh, yeah and apparently he said david cameron did that and then david cameron had to go and deny having had sex with a pig for a while so i love ashcroft i mean so that's pig just, gate 
Uh, yeah, and he's. Uh, I mean, I love the fact that, by the way, I mean, whatever leftists want to say about him, he's fucking honest, man. Mm-hmm. He's like, I paid. I want to get a job. This, I paid <laughs> to the, this party. I want to get a job. Yeah. And this is now he's come out with this new book, which I have no uh, really. Oh, the book with about the pig gate was called "Call Me Dave," because David Cameron was always "Call Me Dave," "Call Me Dave," <laughs> you know. Uh, anyways. Uh, but yeah, he's got a new book out uh, in which, by the way, he's uh, still right wing. He's a big fan of like people like Rishi Sunak, that yeah. type of you know, more. But he's got a new book out which attacks Carrie Johnson. And I don't know if you're familiar with Carrie Johnson. That's his wife, right? That's his current wife. Whose wife? Boris Johnson's wife. Yeah, all right. When you said his wife, I thought you mean <laughs> Ashcroft. Yeah, that's his third wife. And uh, by the way, I like to say I'm a feminist. I am going to read from three articles from feminist writers, from female writers. I do think it is a bit odd for, you know, to, hey, I think you're heterosexual, aren't you? You're married. So you should, yeah, <laughs> to a woman. <laughs> so, you know, it is odd for us a bit to, you know, it's hard, tough to say that a woman shouldn't, should, should be criticized, but she should be criticized. Because of course, uh, yeah, yeah, we, uh, yeah, there should be, I mean, equality even in criticism, right? Mm. So Carrie Johnson is a, a, according to reports, she's one of the more conniving and low-level, basically, political actors surrounding Boris Johnson. She's somebody who, according to an article which I'm going to read, had. Uh, uh, met and uh, uh, developed a relationship with Boris Johnson while his second wife had cancer and was going through treatment. She's somebody who's been active in political fights within the uh, number 10. Uh, she was the head of the faction that kicked out Dominic Cummings. I don't know if you recall Dominic Cummings, the guy yeah, who's yeah, yeah, yeah. like the British Steve Bannon, the guy who's considered the genius who pulled off uh, Brexit and all that. So I don't think she's somebody who's not a political actor. She's definitely a political actor. But um, you sadly, uh, you had a couple of fantastic articles, one by Yasmin Ali Bahi Brown, who's a very uh, fantastic col- columnist. Uh, she wrote, uh, this is the title, Carrie Johnson is not simply a wifey who is above <laughs> criticism. It's a sexist to suggest she cannot be scrutinized. Using feminism as an excuse is frank- frankly abhorrent. Uh, so, uh, so uh, I don't, uh, I haven't read, Ashcroft's book, I don't really care about Ashcroft's book. I, he's never been a source of my attention. But the hypocrisy of uh, that this lady points out, and because I'm a man, I try to find lady, so I sort of give a bit heft to my own uh, opinion. Uh, but uh, listen to this. Commentators and politicians of all shades have backed the PM's third wife, a former PR guru, who was living with Boris Johnson when his second wife was undergoing cancer treatment. And when uh, Mr. Johnson is, uh, sorry, and when, sorry, I'm missing a part. 
cabinet ministers Sajid Javid and Labour's Jonathan Ashworth, among others, have said the attacks on Mr. John, Mrs. Johnson's were unfair, sexist, and the, that the partners of the politicians should be off limits. I do not agree. Again, I am quoting es- especially Ali by Brown. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, no, no, go ahead. It just kind of reminded me of like, you know, the Melania Trump and like Michelle Obama and all these things. Yeah, if you're someone's spouse and you have nothing to do with politics, then yeah, sure. But like, of course, when you're involved, then like it doesn't matter if you were their their spouse or uh, or whatnot. Exactly. That's and she clearly I, is. That's why I thought I started with this article. Mrs. Johnson is, according to the BBC's Vicky Young, steeped into in party politics. Uh, quotation marks, and was once a major player at Conservative HQ uh, headquarters. We know she brought some of her besties into Downing <laughs> Street and that she was in a photograph of a gathering in the garden with the PM, Dominic Cummings and others on 15 of May 2020. Number 10 insisted it was a work event. So why was she there? Yeah. Two journalists contacts uh, two journalist contacts I trust say Mrs. Johnson is no wifey, but a forceful <laughs> woman who exerts a lot of influence on her husband. If so, some of the criticisms, criticisms leveled at her are legitimate. But when Ms. Mrs. Johnson is reduced to just a wifey or uh, used to wash away the PM's many failures and defects, that is sexism. So I, I, I really wanted to read this article first because it highlights the fact that she's not somebody who's not who's like, uh, you know, she, uh, I'm, oh, I'm not involved in politics. I'm just married to a man who's, you know, I, I feel she's not above criticism, right? No, 100%. And even in that case, you could be if like something happens. But yeah, someone like, and like her 100%. It's just like the Trump family. I mean, they all worked in the White House, so you couldn't say, you know, you can't say shit about me. Maybe just the little the little kid who was a kid and not involved, or to an extent, Melania Trump. Uh, Melania Trump, I don't know, but okay. Yeah, yeah. But uh, this, let me, I, ju- I have two more readings on this regard. Do you have anything to add? I have two more readings uh, to highlight. One was a really fantastic reading. One was a awful piece of shit mm, no go ahead <laughs> which one should i go with whichever one you prefer all right let's go with the awful one because we just had a good one guess guess which publication i'm going with guardian of course gabby hinsliff carrie johnson shouldn't carry the can for her husband's mistake Jeez. blaming the pm's wife for his political failures obscures the fact that he's the one who made a vow to the country not her oh, oh my god i hate guardian i hate i i i'd rather i i'd rather i'm i'm sorry but i prefer conservatives so much at least you know what i mean like conservatives they don't stab you in the heart and they go love me love me feel sorry for me we are so so boo, 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 boo. oh fuck off really fuck off guardian like how can you be so out of touch yeah oh Jesus Christ. Let me just, should I, I mean. Read a little paragraph if you want, utter bullshit. (laughs) Carrie Johnson has certainly found it hard going 
judging by a new biography from the Tory peer, Lord Ashcroft, in which her critics portray her as the wrong kind of wife entirely, too meddlesome, too woke, too insistent on her husband's changing the odd nappy, and altogether too unlike her predecessor, Marina Wheeler, who made his life run so smoothly that he didn't have to worry about anything, in parentheses, and was dully rewarded for effort by being repeatedly cheated on. But I'm sorry, but Johnson cheated on her with who? With her! She was also, like, uh, yeah, of course, Johnson is the bigger monster for yeah. cheating on a big wife, this piece of shit of a human being, but a 32-year-old who's sleeping with a 60-year-old with a wife. She's not, uh, she's not to blame. She's not to fucking blame for anything. Oh my God. Oh my fucking God. Like Guardian needs to get a life. Go, like I wish, oh my, I, yeah. I, he, sorry, I just pisses me off. This is Guardian that Engel and Marx used to write for. Like, <laughs> Yeah, Guardian these past few years, needless to say, they've changed quite a bit. Not that I'm sure they weren't always amazing, but now, I mean, they've gone full out with this kind of stuff. I mean, no, uh, but by the, way, uh, by the way, according to Guardian, it seems to me, I mean, I consider myself a feminist, but according to Guardian, women don't have really any like sort of, a, they are not independent or yeah. like a, a independent agents. Women are just, you know, manipulated mm-hmm. by men, whether they are cheated on or whether they cheat on other people, whatever the case, That's they are manipulated. Jesus, grow the fuck mm-hmm. up, you backward pieces by the way i'd like to point out just to be clear this article is written by gabby hinsliff so you know whoever she is she's i don't think she's grown up beyond the age of five uh carrie johnson meanwhile may well have been guilty of using the network she once developed as a special advisor oh, oh so oh, she did work so she was a network special advisor <laughs> the network she developed it wasn't just a bunch of fucking assholes that worked with her and then continued their parasitical relationship because they feed each other through projects no it was a network she developed this hard-working 32 year olds who sleeps with 60 year olds for their money and power oh fuck off gold digger piece of she once developed as a special advisor to steer her husband's government in mm. her direction oh by the way because uh, as so we wait know, so this article is saying that how she worked she actually worked for the uh, for the conservative party johnson's yeah, wife uh, no yeah she's admitting that but she's saying oh oh she should be judged on that oh we should judge people based on conflict of interest oh that's oh that's so sexist yeah that is so I mean, sexist. what is her point here <laughs> I'll get it. Well, uh, meanwhile, may have been well guilty of using the network she once developed as a special advisor to steer her husband's government in her preferred direction. And by the way, I'm sorry, wife of a president or wife of a prime minister is not either elected or not even a fucking appointed position it's not a political position at all so any influence to steer anyone towards any position based on your marriage like jill biden or like carrie johnson or like anybody i don't care like the most leftist person on earth is unjustifiable based on law 
because you are not either elected or appointed. You're just married to someone. For fuck's sake. Like, I, I feel like I, I'm dealing with like four year olds. <laughs> like, guys, we have to learn. Like, oh, when you teach math. Oh, you are. I don't know why you do this to yourself reading so much Guardian. Oh, well. <laughs> Masochism. <laughs> but she has become a lightning rod for unfair, unfair criticism and downright misogyny. I'm sorry, who, who said anything about her? like female did anybody say it because she's female she's less capable they said carrie johnson the individual is a corrupt human being yeah. who used to work for a conservative hr and now is pushing her own agenda as somebody in unelected and unappointed she's not even like people are like house of lords these guys oh house of lords they're on elected they're appointed she's not even appointed she's just a fucking asshole who married somebody I feel you. I don't know why you're getting so angry with this story, and sh- it is a shitty story. But yeah, it's my blood pressure. Sorry. Uh, all right, yeah. I'm not gonna read the Guardian because the Guardian is supposed to. But I must say, I came up. To, I came to this. I found this writer. I had no idea who she's on this website called Unheard. The fake feminism of Carrie Johnson. She's That's where we read some of those good articles from last week on John Harry. Really? Yeah, yeah, one of them. But oh, yeah, continue. Fuck, man. Yeah, uh, the fake feminism of Carrie Johnson, she's a symptom of a failing party and a PM by Tanya Gold. And Tanya Gold, man, I've only read three articles by her so far. She's just like this. She's the perfect type of writer. I like that. Uh, very simplistic writing structure but she uses big words and she's not uh, like afraid of showing off her vocabulary and all that and I think she had the best analysis of the whole situation so I just wanted to uh, um, read uh, uh, some of her article on on her Tory loyalists have found a form of feminism to stroke like a magic unicorn of course it is individualistic and laughably in the service of just one individual, Carrie Johnson, the prime minister's wife. She's the subject of the first lady intrigue at the court of Carrie and Boris Johnson, a critical book by Lord Ashcroft, the former deputy chairman of the Conservative Party. In response to this portrait, we are told attacks on Mrs. Johnson are an affront to a woman's right, often by men who usually threat treat feminism, I mean real feminism, as a dangerous aberration. Having secured Mrs. Johnson with their peculiar feminism, will they turn next to domestic violence, to low wages, to Mm -hmm. poor housing, and their gruesome impact on women who are, as a class, always at the bottom, a form of human sludge? Don't be stupid. Feminism, which is a movement taken hostage, has long been going this way, from the universal feminism that protects all women to the particular feminism that protects just one and at the very expense of others, the feminism of of oneself. That this pitiful thing should be marshaled to support a very privileged woman in the place of her privilege is desolate but not surprising. That is what it is for. So, yeah, I find her writing to me. No, she sounds great fucking apt she goes on to uh, it's a very short article so i highly suggest everybody read it but 
she goes on to say that in the end, actually, in a way, she does blame Johnson because she says that Johnson is this somebody who wants to be loved by some everybody. So mm. he's the typical person who would agree with you in your face and then look at somebody yeah. else that, <laughs> on the complete opposite argument and agree with them as well. So, uh, and yeah, that type of person who's only interested in power for the power's sake will lead to these kind of parasites like Carrie Johnson, like a lot of others, Dominic Cummings. 100%. Uh, Rishi, I mean, Rishi Sunak is too idiot to be called a parasite. He's more like, oh, <laughs> but anyway. So yeah, I, I found, but yeah, I'm, I'm going to read a lot more from her, Tanya Gold, fantastic writer. Let me just read the last paragraph. This is the root of Johnson, his dream of optimism and control. The remaking of oneself as a powerful and happy is a lonely child's dream and the root two of his actions to women, which are so repetitive as to be barely worth repeating, seduction and betrayal. He has Don Juan syndrome, which is a desire to cleave to and to punish the mother who abandoned him. He has betrayed every woman who cared for him and many who didn't. The stories of his adulteries are too legion to type out. If he has a longing for a transformation, it is not political at all. It is entirely personal. And that is why people were drawn to him and why he has failed them. Damn. Fucking hell, man. She's good. Yeah, no, well put. I mean, this outlet seems to be good in general. Should go. Yeah, I'm going to check them out a lot Check more. them out more regularly. But yeah, ridiculous story. And I mean, so all of this came out from just that guy publishing that book and putting like one or two sentences in there saying how she used Not Boris that Johnson. That guy, for... Baron Ashcroft. Yeah, well, I don't know him. Him, uh, you know, saying that she used Boris Johnson's phone and stuff, even you know, yeah, messaging I mean, people there, directly. There has been reports even from before that there has been factionalism. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, you know, number 10 and Dominic Cummings faction was against yeah. her. I mean, that's why there was the Yeah, exactly, right? I remember. Cumming yeah. ally. I forget, Dominic Cumming ally was supposed to be get a position and it seems that she lobbied against him. I don't give a shit. I don't think even it matters. It's like... What, oh, you yeah. think Dominic Cummings or Carrie Johnson, they differed on tax policy or on education? They are all like, the, what, the different degrees of shit. That's what yeah. it is. So, you know, I, but this whole, like, you know, this, uh, like, I mean, again, I'm so angry at the Labour Party and Guardian for, you know, just, oh, yeah, feminism. No, if they, fuck off. Feminism is not about defending the right of a single woman. It's about right. It's about defending the right of women and men. By the way, I, as a man, I've always been like, why do I have to go? Like a lot of women. I'm. I'm. By the way, I'm not a very tall man. You know, there is a lot of women who are taller and bigger than me. So I never understood why. Like, like they should go to war. I don't want to go to war. You know. Well, good thing neither of you are going, so that's good. uh, Yeah, let's (laughs) hope for that. Let's hope there is no war. But this idea that, you know, like, oh, women, fuck off. Just fuck (laughs) off. Feel you there. So, by the way, I like to point out the both three articles I read, all three were by women. So, 
Which sounds a and, bit of identity politics here, if you ask. Yeah, I just like to fortify myself. Tokenizing. Like to well, say, actually, you're objectifying them and you're tokenizing shit, women in order fuck. to advance your own point. Okay. And All right. Them. Sorry. I find. Give me a second. I find an article by a man. No, that doesn't. <laughs> article written by a computer. Okay, fine. fine. And then well, now. Virtual reality. <laughs> But yeah, and where did this Keir Starmer come into this uh, story as well, or did he? Oh no, no, that was uh, that was a side thing. Uh, but it's so many news came up this week. No, uh, I love Boris Johnson though. Like uh, in a sense that I love how like right wing politicians can play dirty so well. Yeah. Uh, he, uh, you know, Jimmy Savile, the guy DJ guy who used to rape children in hospitals okay, and all yeah. that. The old uh, we guy, yeah. Because this year. So, oh yeah, Keir Starmer didn't prosecute him while he was a prosecutor. Yeah, but I mean, it's I from what I understand, from what I heard, it wasn't his fault. Like it wasn't like he was overviewing. Oh no, Savile, yeah. forgive him <laughs> or anything. And uh, conservative politicians had far stronger ties with Jamie Savile. So I think it's a slur. It's it's not a slur. I would say it's a smear. A slur. By the way, I thought the slur means racial, or like. Or well, a like racial a, slur like, would mean, or a sexist, or a slur. A ra- I thought a slur, a slur generally means like it has to be racist or sexist. Am I wrong? No, no, I don't think so. All right, because Guardian said it's a slur, Savile slur, but I thought that's not a slur. That's a smear. It's not a yeah. lie. A slur, I thought, has to be racist. Well, I guess I think there's another definition here. Um, but. It, it can also be an allegation or insinuation. Oh, that really? Is damage. Okay. Yeah. I... Yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah, yeah, you can like I guess slur someone's reputation. I guess. So it's a synonym for a smear. Then. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So Johnson basically said that, and then there was this bunch of fucking right wingers who, for that reason, and based on their uh, the people the things they were shouting, based on a number of other issues they had, mm-hmm. they had like they shouted everything. So they were at they attacked Keir Starmer outside the parliament and were like, ah, you, yeah, you pedo lover, yeah, 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 mate, you're a fucking pedo lover, you mate. <laughs> but I mean, in a way, I hate Keir Starmer, but this is not what I want him to be attacked on. So yeah, I feel you there. I feel you there. Okay, nice. I'm just looking at the other um, progressive geopolitics stories here. We have Rand Paul in Afghanistan. I don't know if you wanted oh, yeah. to mention that. They, he had a fantastic interview with him, and I wanted to. Uh, I will. I hope people don't get too upset on me, but I'm gonna defend Ryan Grimm here and then <laughs> another time in the future. But yeah, I feel like Ryan Grimm is so good at getting tough questions on, mm-hmm. even when the guy is in the inter. Like because politicians, they love oh, interview, and everybody agrees with them. Yeah. But then Ryan Grimm sort of does this sort of a British style thing that throws in a. He threw in a question about Afghanistan, and I found uh, Rand Paul's answer to be fucking pathetic. And, and one and, one real yeah. quick question on on Afghanistan: uh, you you've said you don't want the Biden administration offering more aid to Afghanistan, but at the same time, the administration is holding on to seven billion dollars in in assets that belong to the Afghan government, not releasing them back to the cent- central bank as they as they were before. Uh, do you think that the Biden administration ought to continue holding on to the Afghan assets or ought to release it back to the Afghan government? 
It's probably hard for me to imagine that something we're holding is actually an Afghan asset. We were giving them $50 billion a year. I would think the $7 billion is stuff they owe us. But it also wasn't, it's for a government, this is a government that took over in a military junta. It's not a legitimate elected government. No way in the world would I give them that money. And the thing is, is we've spent billions and billions, if not trillions there. And uh, I think it's a big mistake. And to reward people, look, the, as much as I was for leaving, the Taliban agreement, they broke every bit of the agreement. They said they wouldn't advance and they wouldn't take cities until we had gone. And they did anyway. So I think they've broken every agreement we had. And uh, I would uh, put that money back in the Treasury. We don't have it to give anyway. I mean, it's, you know, the thing is, is all it is is more borrowed money. So I, I wouldn't give it to them. Oh, yeah, what I was it? Do you recall exactly? Yeah, yeah. He said that, oh, we've spent so much money in Afghanistan. We've spent trillions of dollars already. So I don't know what money we have to pay them, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> really? Yeah, he said that. I'm sorry, but what? Fuck you. You didn't spend money on Afghanistan. You spent money laundering. On yourself. <laughs> no, no, exactly. You spent public money. You took American people's money. That's what happened. Let's be fucking clear. You took American people's money. You gave it to American companies for projects in Afghanistan. And that money was fucking laundered back to a bunch of fucking rich people yeah. in fucking LA and New York and Washington. So the idea that, oh my, we gave the Afghani people mm -hmm. money. You destroyed their mm -hmm. nation. You exploited their resources. You increased the opium uh, production. You increased opium addiction. You increased uh, child marriage. You increased... And then... Oh, we gave the money, you piece of shit. How, yeah. how, oh my God, how heartless can you be? I, like, oh, yeah, fuck. I'm not too surprised. That really pissed me off. Yeah, that Jesus, really but, but yeah, he would, yeah, yeah. We, oh, we gave them money. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, so much development in <laughs> Afghanistan. So many cities, so many education centers, so oh. many. What was Ryan Grimm's response to that? Or, I mean, they just move on to the next There wasn't question. enough time. No, there uh, wasn't. Like, you know, the hill they tried to do yeah. the 10 minutes. And again, by the way, Rand Paul, probably the second best senator in the whole of the U.S. Senate. Yeah, I mean, I don't know about all that. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, possibly, yeah, because, uh, A, the, the bar is quite Sanders, low. Yeah. Then who? Then yeah, who? And then I know, yeah. And he's just like anti-war, I guess. That's kind of where his good reputation comes from and, and that's like better than all the other ones yeah because the other ones the have other nothing ones, to offer they don't even have yeah all the other thing. ones are the psychopaths one of war and they want to exploit their own people yeah. and no but that's yeah i just wanted to mention that that yeah nobody did anything during the since 2001 2021 where afghanistan was occupied nobody did anything for afghani people mm. all right Nobody's motivation in this thing was, oh, make Afghani people's life better. And none of that happened. Afghani people's life got uh, dramatically worse. And uh, yeah, we gave them so much money. Fuck you, you. Jesus. Yeah, How I didn't see that. How dare you? How fucking dare you? How many children got? Yeah. No, I feel you there. Couldn't agree with you more there. And yeah, let's wrap up this geopolitics segment. I'll just do the last story, which is on, on Yemen, you could say. So it's a very interesting segments, Joe Rogan. And misinformation Joe Rogan had a guest on who probably gave the most informative 
the most relatively accurate depiction of what's going on in Yemen. And yeah, I just found it so ironic because that's one of those topics where, you know, you can watch mainstream media. You can find any clip of mainstream media and there's no way there'll be like a shred of truth to it. So I just found it funny that on this exact specific comment, Joe Rogan had a guest on who in five or 10 minutes spoke much more truth on this war than you could ever find uh, in mainstream media. And not that everything this guy said is 100% correct. Maybe some stuff he was mistaken. Maybe he forgot about parts of the narrative. But it just showed that if you attempt to say the truth, how it can be much more easier than these complex bullshit things that they would do on mainstream media if they ever spoke about Yemen. It's not really they, not really something I, I, they care about much. I must say, I just uh, behind the curtain a bit. Look, I sent that video to you because I saw the title, which yeah. was <laughs> no, Love Law Explains yeah. War in Yemen." I, I didn't watch the video at first. I sent it to you, and I was like, "Oh, typical idiotic like." YouTube title, this guy explains uh, like the most complicated thing in 10 yeah. minutes. Then I watched the video and I was like, yeah, okay, well done. <laughs> Fuck shit. And the guy I was a libertarian. Like, um, yeah, 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 I yeah. have no, I, I'm fine. But I mean, yeah, his exactly. libertarian like, stuff sounded war. good. He said like, no war. I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, so that's like, that's, I mean, I told you when I was a right thing, I was a libertarian. Like I had some self-respect, but yeah, he was one of the, uh, yeah, he was a great guy. He, I mean, what like a lot of libertarians I find uh, or right wingers, even when they're anti-war, they talk from a theoretical mm-hmm. position. This guy was very on to the point about uh, historical facts and all that. So I really yeah. enjoyed and man- his presence, and I like. And by the way, you said about Joe Rogan being honest. You could see it there because he's somebody who says. Like, you know, he asked, have you talked to a CIA guy? Have you talked yeah. to this? I don't know. Yeah, like, which was which like, was a stupid question, I, I would from... say, because CIA point of view is no, what you hear everywhere. So everyone people... is understand. Yeah, but he exactly yeah, he was being honest. And he, yeah, my dad would ask. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which I mean, the answer, the answer to that would be like, no, I haven't spoken to any CIA people because you can just go read he did, he the New York Times had. or CNN or, or he had, you know, I mean. But exactly, it's something that someone would would ask, right? Like, did you go speak to the other side? Maybe, <laughs> maybe the head of the FBI can or the head of the CIA can give you a good reason uh, and, why and, we should at, attack Yemen. No, so but, that is but, a very good point. But I do think the reason why I don't know it feels to me the reason why Joe Rogan did that. I don't think he agreed with the CIA guy's point. Mm. But I think when you do say that CIA people think this. But blah 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 mm. is a much more powerful argument than just saying the but part. Yeah, no, no, you're hundred percent. My view, but yeah, that could perhaps be the reason. No, you're right. He asked, <laughs> he asked the absolute right question there. But that was a yeah, that was a very informative, but somewhat super. I came yeah. from a very smart <laughs> sort of positioning to a somewhat. I was humbled. And I think one one thing that I think is they said it there, which just shows damn time passes quick they're like it's been three presidents that the war in yemen has been going on and it is true it started under uh obama then as you mentioned trump didn't do anything about it until the end where it kind of winded down and then now it's still in this situation where america has an increase its involvement decreased a bit but there's still full-out conflict 
That's by the way why I would like us. I mean, me at at least, but hopefully you too. But I would never like us to call ourselves journalists or. Well, if I was one, I would call myself. But I mean, it just depends. No, I, I like as in like it's just you can have like because journalist. I mean, this is my experience. Journalists always say we try to uncover the truth so the people doesn't like nobody gives a shit people are as awful as the politicians that lead them and uh and yeah yemen war has been going on for three presidencies nobody cares they what yeah. they care about is for example inflation inflation mm-hmm. is far more important than children fucking dying of diseases from middle ages yeah that yeah, is yeah. more important to people the fact that i can and I am counting myself in this. I'm not saying I am above this. But the fact that I can buy my beer at a price that I can afford is more important to me, me as example, than children dying in Yemen. That's just every the, time the, yeah. we held election that has been proven. So, yeah. Fuck, and the thing is, yeah, people can us. care whatever they want. The, the truth is you can care about much more things that one uh, than one issue so the reason that yemen is going on is not because the focus is all on inflation and the economy what do you, you mean could... by care hmm? what do you mean by care, care no i'm saying a, no i'm I... saying that you can address you can address more than one issues at a time so just because all your focus is on inflation or something it doesn't mean that you know now you have no time to either discuss yemen but, or do no, something but about act- yemen but yeah, but act, it does seem like from the last uh, century evidence, it does seem that no, you can't do. Don't you agree? Majority of people cannot like have well because people the, are also, voting think about, about people, labor rights in the US yeah. and also think about the rights of. But the, I mean, it could affect uh, you differently because they can't. Yeah, be, I mean, because that they know more. But I mean, people have yeah, cared about exactly. multiple things, so, like they've cared so people, about the Vietnam War. At the same time, no, they, they haven't, cared no, no, about they haven't other cared stuff. About, no, 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 no. They haven't cared about multiple things. They have an effect, like exactly Vietnam, because it was a conscription war. Uh, Vietnam is a fascinating example because as soon as they stop conscription, mm. nobody gives a shit. Nobody fucking gives a shit. There is no more protest. There is no more. So. Yeah, no, I mean, know, I understand sorry, to but... a, I understand to a certain extent. I wasn't even talking about people. I was talking about politicians no, or was. governments and stuff so you can do something about no, inflation no, no. and you can not go to war with yemen but yeah day-to-day but, people but especially you... when you don't hear it and people have their own issues and their own problems yeah problems of war in a totally different country across across the world often take the i'm the back sorry seat. but uh, no no they take the back seat but that shows how pathetic and shitty human beings are that's what it is. Not just politicians, the people who vote for them again and again for Obama, for Trump, for Kennedy, for Reagan, for George Bush, the father, for George Bush, the son. I'm sorry, but you, I, I'm tired of this, like putting all the blame into the politicians' hands. Fuck the people. Fuck them, including my people, uh, because they are a bunch of assholes who, as soon as they or their own community gets a tiny bit of advantage on the other people they forget completely about them yeah so, that that often happens. i mean i would not be that harsh um, on people at all because how much would people know about this how many things can they you know address really it's each not that person? fucking hard 
It's so, nee, I'm today. sorry, but you're yeah. being too kind. I, like, oh, you, uh, YouTube is free. Uh, we are not living in a we are not living in an age of like two channels, are we? Uh, yeah, I mean. Anyway, but yeah, sorry, I mean I'm... it's obviously totally true that people often more. I mean, when the election and stuff, what you're referring to is that contrary to what people thought. Like you know, when the Afghanistan withdrawal happened, people were like, oh, how this is going to change how people are going to vote for Biden. That is the least important thing, and that is not going to. That's not going to determine, you know, what, what happened. But at the same time, it doesn't mean that it's not cared about fully or, you know, you know, but yeah. It does. No, as a society it does, though. I'm not talking about individual level. Mm. I care about blah. You care about blah. Well, who gives a shit? As a society, there has been 78 years of uh, sort of a free media and sort of a democracy. And every time, the, I'm sorry, who, how did the Bernie Sanders got defeated this time? Who were black people in South Carolina voted for Joe Biden? Black people in South Carolina voted for Joe Biden, right? Some of the people who are the most fucking oppressed. So they are as responsible as the fucking Joe Bidens of the world, as the fucking Rand Pauls of the world for what's happening in Yemen. Well, I'm sorry. Yeah. Fuck you. You, re- you have as much uh, responsibility as those politicians. You can't just push off all the responsibility to these politicians. It's been 70 years of democracy. It's been like at least 30 years of uh, internet. And if you're still falling and voting for these shitheads, you're not falling for well, them. You know, you're supporting them. I mean, so many people would also say that who else would you vote for? So many people don't Bernie vote Sanders. for them. Yeah, that is true. And many did vote for for Bernie Sanders. And then you hear the same fear mongering. So I think it's a bit more complicated than the way that and that you're putting it. But yeah, a lot of your your points, I I think. I don't think it is. But I, by the way, I just would like to point out before anybody goes crazy. I have black people in my background. Mm -hmm. So I have black jeans as well. Just because it doesn't show you fucking idiots doesn't mean I'm not. Ugh. All right, I think let's wrap up this progressive geopolitics and move on to some quick takers. So, sorry, some quick hitters. You're dyslexic. (laughs) All right, Sam, let's do some quick hitters to uh, wrap up today's podcast. So the first one is more of a shout out to the Vanguard boys. Although I find that they do a beautiful job to take down Vosh because I think they play clips from Vosh's debate um, on secular talk and I mean they really do a good job addressing his points but we Vosh had this one comment it was so funny so he was talking about how I guess the U.S. does it in such the U.S. is so much better than Russia and he's like you know who annexes anyone anymore people don't annex anymore you know we we bring democracy annexing territory is not something that happens anymore The fact that a country with nukes feels like they can get away with that is very, very scary for a lot of reasons. Nowadays, when America does imperialism, it's either us invading a country to bring democracy, which, again, not a defense. We didn't bring democracy. We killed a lot of innocent people in Iraq and Afghanistan. But it's not done. We should still try it again. Yeah, and also, oh, oops, we killed a couple people in Afghanistan under the guise of democracy. Hundreds and hundreds of times more people than Russia ever killed in their annexation of Crimea, which I'm not defending, but we looked it up the other day. I think six people died when Russia annexed Ukraine. How is Crimea. that? Sorry, Crimea, when they annexed Crimea under uh, Barack Obama. 
six fucking people died. You want to say that that's somehow worse than the what is it? At least what half a half a million? I think at least half a million, if not a million, deaths from Iraq and Afghanistan. I'm not great at numbers or remembering them, but what is it, Zach? Thousand uh, in Afghanistan, and then you also have to think about you know Iraq. Also, uh, I don't have all the numbers in front of me, but let's just sit, call it safely: hundreds of thousands of lives destroyed. Uh, yeah, versus six people. And you would, if I didn't more know more about him, I would think he's like being trying to be funny or that's like satire and stuff. But no, I think that is really Vosh Vosh is thinking. So of course they point out to what this bringing democracy <laughs> has happened around the world or the Middle East in the past 20 years. But if anybody wants to have some fun, you know, listening Vosh being taken down, I thought the Vanguard boys did such a good job. And I mean, Vosh, I barely heard him a few more times, but it is just confusing. He's just wasting his time with the opinions that he shares. He might as well suit up and go on CNN and other places and make some some real no, money, or maybe he makes that more money. Saturated. Or that market is saturated, so you pretty much act like an I don't know, like some kind of really independent kind of person. But then you have the world's most straightforward, like liberal establishment. Um, takes. I because, mean, this uh, this my... was the this was the craziest one I've heard him say about we don't annex anymore. We bring democracy. I mean, even no, I even a conservative, craziest... even you know, even a conservative or like any kind of liberal, they would they would know that argument is a bit too easy to unpack. And I shouldn't maybe say that. The craziest thing he said was the one about Julian Assange and him getting uh, executed or something. Yeah, but. Uh, in my view, but I would say he's uh, clearly he's somebody. I don't think he's even deep enough to know that he's doing a grift. He's some idiot from LA or New York or whatever, Manhattan, I figured. But he's just like, oh, like people around me. I mean, the way he talks just clearly shows he's yeah. just too stupid to even know that he's doing a grift. So if he, yeah, if he was, yeah, you're right. Maybe if he was of a, a slightly higher intelligence he would be able to like you know okay i wear a suit i go to see him but i would say in his from his perspective that market is saturated and there is all this like this idea that the new generation is going to be any different and there is going to be more left-wing more communitarism i'm sorry but oh who uh, says that people, where did you hear that a lot of a lot of leftists chris edges chris edges, future the education the next generation Really? No, doesn't he say that? Maybe I am misunderstanding mis his takes. Maybe because I'm I not saying that of... this generation is worse. I hate these kind of, <laughs> you know, no, this worse, generation is no worse better. and better than the past ones. But that they're going to be anything different and better in the future. That's interesting. Well, I feel like a lot of left when they talk about. I mean, that interview Brianna did with Chris Edges and Shamana something. And she was in this idea, gradualism, gradually, blah, gradually that. I mean, even in the original Marx historical materialism, there is this gradualism of. Yeah, yeah, that. I don't, I don't agree at all with. Because, and again, that seems I would, more accurate than this. <laughs> I, I just think it's yeah. idiotic. And Marx and Chris Hedges and all these people are fooled by their own a historical position. You know, they are in a historical position that was in a, a slightly 
sort of upward trajectory that came to a halt. So they think, oh, the upward trajectory must continue. Yeah. Must, but if you came from Asia, you know that, no, no, fuck you. Yeah. The war, the universe goes, no, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> so, yeah, again, yeah. So, uh, you know, I don't like that. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Agree with you there. But I mean, I haven't heard that too much, but... But yeah, I'll probably would have played some clips of the videos here. If not, go watch it. But the Vanguard guys, they, they're always on Vosh's case. So I feel like the arguments they, are, yeah. they had like memorized them or something. Like never seen them be so like good at it at articulating. But they went they went right after. And they made even this one hilarious point because Vosh started saying that, you know, and Kyle and stuff and blah 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 and gray zone making it seem like, you know. Kyle and like Gray Zone, like you know, are together or like yeah, have friends never, and stuff. And yeah, he, he points it out that Kyle never, never talks to, to like you know about the Gray Zone guys who have interviewed them. You know, maybe he likes them, I don't, but it's just a funny example. And then, yeah, and then they pointed out the thing which I don't understand why Kyle tries so hard to be like friends with Vosh or like even have yeah, discussions. I hope, I hope he, I hope Vosh. it boosts his views or something. I mean, what a well, reason like that. But- Sure. I don't care. But I don't even feel like he's getting that kind of rub. So I don't know why he kind of went out of his way I, I, recently to of, make sure that he's fair to Vosh or that he's and David listening Dole, to him. another useless, like David Dole, the most like yeah. middle of the road. So I don't know why thing. Kyle doing yeah, that. No, I, I, I don't care. But uh, no, sorry. I just wanted to say that the whole Vosh thing I said about, like, I think Vosh has found that, yeah, there is enough reactionaries among mm-hmm. the young people who are into gaming as there will always be more reactionaries than nor you know progressive people so you know uh, i can't if i cnn is a dying business model i should the reactionaries are coming online and they're that is absolutely all true. shit lips whatever so so yeah so yeah, exactly true. i mean so i can't believe the you, i i genuinely cannot believe you seriously think about anything and have the same uh, uh, idiotic ideas that these people have so including by the way mm-hmm. vanguard people yeah. I mean, Vanguard, uh, Vosh seems older, at least. Yeah. Vanguard, they seem like children. So it's kind of like, okay, whatever. But what, what, what would you say about the Vanguard? They don't have the same, um, he doesn't they don't have the same opinion as Vosh no, they have or the establishment. They have different idiotic ideas. No, I mean, everybody has. And... Yeah, okay, yeah, sure. Not everybody me. can have. What do you mean everybody? <laughs> everybody has ideas that can definitely be <laughs> criticized like, or that, they, that are romanticized too much. Or that they're over romanticized. I'm sorry, but I, me, Christopher Nolan, and David Fincher, <laughs> we don't have bad ideas. It's, and Trist, and uh, yeah. Okay. Well, speaking of bad ideas that are, I guess they're not. It's not a bad idea. But I guess they don't have any other option, which really seems like the metaverse angle that <laughs> that Facebook is going on, and their shares plummeted big time 30%. over the past. Yeah past um, month or so and and i guess it had to do with uh, a report one of the reports came out right showing that they made much less money than they had anticipated Uh, yeah well they it seems the main thing was that they basically it was it it for the first day ever face at least last eight years i don't know how long their user base Mm, went down yeah that too yeah yeah true i saw that so 
And I'm, I'm, I think, I don't know, I've had this discussion with a lot of friends. I feel like there are, if there are two companies that are just complete scams, one is this Facebook meta thingy and one is uh, the Tesla thing. So oh, I'm yeah. glad. And I, I, I so hope, I, I pray every night for Instagram to be get destroyed. Instagram and WhatsApp, because I hate them so much. But, and uh, they will, and they will sooner and later. Business. And sooner or later, they will so, be man. replaced. No, 100% they will be replaced by another platform. I don't know. In the next two, know? three, four years. Because, I mean, that's the trajectory. That's usually but the trend. No, no. But WhatsApp has uh, remained monopoly through governmental deals. Because WhatsApp, yeah. WhatsApp is the worst messaging service in terms of security, in terms of features. It is the worst one, but because it makes deals with every other fucking government, they allow WhatsApp in, but they don't allow other ones in. So yeah. WhatsApp. You yeah, know, but what sooner or later, despite these advantages, of course, I completely agree with you. I hope but, so, yeah. but I'm not sure. Just like how Facebook itself, you know, sooner or later, it's it's losing and it's dying. You know, first it lost the young people. Now I'm guessing it's going to start losing, you know, middle age and older people too, and then. There's nothing the, left. I mean, die. the penetration of penetrance. <laughs> that's the word that they use, though. But among young people, Facebook <laughs> is extremely penetrate. low. Like yeah, talking about 12%. 10 to 15 yeah, percent of. So, you know, just like. Uh, by the way, I must can. say I am. Uh, I was talking to a friend the other day. I, I, I much prefer Facebook's UI to in, like Instagram is the word. Like, I, oh my God, I hate Instagram so much. So fuck. You can't even put a link. You can't share a link. Yeah. Of a trailer kinda, of a yeah. Yeah. I mean, they use all these little tricks and stuff at which point I you can and hate. how you can. And all Iranians love Instagram. Oh, food. Oh. I put a picture of my food. <laughs> Everywhere. Kebab, that's, kebab, kebab. Fuck that's up. the least unique thing in the world right now, probably. <laughs> because it's everywhere. Oh, I went to yoga. Oh, <laughs> fuck off, all of you. Die. I feel you. I'm sorry. I'm, I had a tough pick. <laughs> but okay let's move on and let's talk about so matt stoller now so because this is yeah linked, and amazon i think that's interesting so he did like his own segment on breaking points yeah matt, he's gonna do his they said that they did the interview with him and they're gonna do i feel like my criticism that and i think my criticism still continues to stand that breaking points has no if they have no like uh, you like the added value to offer i don't understand why would anybody pay for like, I mean, Crystal Ball and Sager, I'm sorry, either of them, both of them are middle of the road to like very low level analysis in terms of depth. Like, I'm sorry, but yeah, whatever. Okay, fuck it. Yeah, low level, <laughs> not even middle, low level. Fuck it. I'm taking a stand. Uh, but uh, so I don't, so I think they're trying to basically, they are, they will, they trying to. Like diversify their yeah, which is a which is a good idea, I think. I think yeah, they, yeah, Matt they... Stoller is in. Although I would say this was the I like Matt Stoller, but I think this was a video in a favor of monopolies rather than anything else. Yeah, do you want this? Do you want to discuss the 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 content of it a little? Because I listened well, to it a bit last last minute just to get an idea of it, so it didn't full sit in, but I didn't. <laughs> Then digest it fully but you know he was kind of talking about how you know they're a monopoly yeah. and the reason that they offer free shipping is because they make their money off all these other places and stuff but i didn't grasp the 
full argument. I mean, so maybe you can super simplify yeah. the thing. The Amazon business model is that they make money out of their logistical and stock, uh, stock uh, like uh, product stocking systems. So like if, if a business wants to become one of their top uh, sellers and become to have that add to the cart and to have the Amazon Prime mm-hmm. next day delivery, they have to. Uh, go along with Amazon's logistical and operational uh, businesses, in which case they would be charged fees and blah, blah, blah. And give and, a good chunk of their money to yeah, them. And uh, first of all, I was surprised because from what I had heard in a very just general magazine way, I never researched it. Amazon made, I thought Amazon was making, Amazon was losing money on all of this but was making money on, on its web hosting services. That mm. was what I had heard, that Amazon is making only profit on its web hosting services. On AWS. Services, on the servers and shit. Now, first of all, this actually made me feel like Amazon is far less of a scam because they actually use their logistic and a stock sort of uh, a stock, uh, you know, they stock items. And, and frankly, uh, I hate this antitrust, anti-monopoly stuff. I like a monopoly. I like next day delivery. I like uh, access. I'm sorry, but as somebody who doesn't have access to Amazon regularly, you have no idea how shit fucking it is to have companies that say they deliver next week, but they deliver three weeks later. You have no idea how shit it is to have, you have to check six different websites because you don't want to get ripped off for the same product. It is shit. You want you want Amazon to be nationalized, not to be broken down into the shit here, more fucking oppressive uh, pieces of shit that you know. It's it's this. I I don't get this leftist obsession with small businesses and small businesses are just as shit as big businesses. It's just they have less. They have a different set of operation. So it was, in my view, it was a great case for a monopoly, which is why we should nationalize it, why we shouldn't go after it, because it has, oh, it developed great business practices, we should destroy it. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, of course, people would then say, or I mean, I think maybe you would even say, doesn't mean that everything Amazon does is good or the way that they no. perhaps treat their employees treat their labor. Yeah. and all, all, and all of these things. Yeah. And I mean, I think... You know, you can have maybe you know if you had multiple businesses, no, but the solution, a quarter the, the size not- of Amazon, and they competed against each other, you could still have a better service. I mean, Amazon isn't the only company that gives um really good service. Like you know, where I live, there's this clothing co- company that just ships their clothes to everybody, and they give amazing service. And they're not the only one. So although they are huge, so you don't need to necessarily be such a big monopoly in order oh. to provide. Um, good service. No, but at, I'm sorry, but at this level of estate development that we are in, mm. at the humanitarian development we are in, you do need that. I'm not saying you don't need your local pop and shop, whatever they may be, but you also need your supermarkets like Walmarts and uh, yeah. Kroger's and uh, fucking Tesco's or whatever you want to call them. You need those because society has just moved beyond the level of like 
You need fucking yeah. Amazon. And I mean, I'm sorry, I don't want to go back to living in this society that I wait six days for my milk to arrive. Or well, I mean, you know, and that had that a lot to do with time, And I don't give a shit, by the way, about my, oh, the local businesses. The no, local but I'm saying that has a lot to do with time as well, though. Because this milk example that you gave, it could have very clearly been a milk monopoly that was working there. And back then it would take longer. I mean, now smaller businesses also provide I'm not talking about tiny businesses, corporations or like big companies. They also provide similar services um, to Amazon. But I take your point. Sure. No, no. I meant that if if a business is uh, located in uh, Seattle and has a headquarter of, I don't know, with 50 people working on it, it's no different from a fucking small shop owner who tries to uh, you know, as to uh, like again, these people, like the people who talk about these things, community and shit. I don't think they've ever met a community. Coming, you know what is fucking community? You go to a shop, and just because you're dressed in a slightly like uh, because you wear a tie, they charge you twice for the same chocolate that they charge you somebody else. Yeah, that's nice. That's good. That's fair fuck off like i'm sorry but i don't feel any empathy for a small business owners or i want them all destroyed i want them all to become amazon and i want them to all become nationalized and f- fucking over with okay i don't think this whole thing that you just said make much sense it does okay, how can everything <laughs> everything to become nationalized or everything Not to every, become all right um, small or big i don't know where you got the small company aspect so much from it so much or them because left always talks about anti-monopoly, antitrust means that we are look like yeah. they're not saying we should nationalize it. And I mean, they I don't think everything could be nationalized, and some things could be could be broken up or prevented from further acquiring other companies, like allowing Facebook to acquire WhatsApp and Instagram and and these kind of things. I think uh, no, I think it's better to. I mean, they didn't make it any better. They didn't make it any bigger, but better by becoming yeah, a big company, this, Facebook, but, by, you know, by high, by buying Instagram or by buying WhatsApp. They didn't make it no, any bigger. No, but they didn't. I don't but, think they did it. They made it any worse, though. Like if it has stayed, what? Facebook and Instagram has stayed separated. Who gives a shit? Two separate monsters instead of one like monster. I don't give a shit. Like again, like with I less don't influence understand. And I don't power understand. Or something. I'm sorry. No, I don't. Again, no. No, I like businesses as a, as a end, like not a single business, but businesses as a class have as much power. I don't get, I'm sorry, mm. but I don't, this antitrust, anti, oh, mon- monopolies are fucking fantastic. Monopolies allow for uh, economies of a scale. They allow for good services. They allow, it's just, they have to be nationalized. That's the only thing. Yeah, so in, in, some seg- in some segments, I'm sure people can find examples where it turns into stagnation and not improving anything and providing shitty services and not having to, because you have a monopoly and you have no competition um, coming after no, you. So that, that can also be the case, right? Like Microsoft monop- monopoly offering the best services. I don't know. No, but that's when no, a I, mean, I think they all have their space, though. I think Zulu, they... No, no, I don't think antitrust and small businesses have any. I'm sorry, they don't. Fuck them. Fuck them. Fuck off. <laughs> they, need to it's calm about down. innovation. No, it's about innovation. It's about development. And it's about improving quality of life. I am tired of 
sort of uh, catering to these fucking assholes. Innovation, we want this space to fuck off. Sorry, innovation comes from investment, comes from monopolies, comes from a state. So fuck right off. Yeah, no, it can have a monopoly can uh, can bring advantages. And many people, they don't even argue that, you know, their problem mainly with Amazon is monopoly. So they would say if X or Y regulation was in place, you could have um, Amazon okay, behaving but this in a video, this much video different way. Specifically, this video, both Matt Stoller and the guy he plays, he keeps playing that fucking funny video. Yeah, monopoly was... behavior. <laughs> that fucking funny guy. Yeah. They, they didn't talk about anything else but antitrust and and in a non-monopoly behavior in non-monopoly setting they can also companies can also behave badly and horribly like you know walmart exactly. has some competitors you know um maybe in some i mean mono- towns where they go to they example. don't really have a they don't really have that's a competition, exactly what but... i'm saying that's exactly what i'm saying it's not about monopoly it's about uh, control it's about uh, public or private control yeah, and Amazon is really one company that has reached this status. But then you look at Amazon other companies. Google. Yeah, Google, true. But, you know, other co- corporations over time, oil ones, um, other ones, energy sector, they weren't necessarily a monopoly, but they still did um, horrible things. No, so but again, happen. no, no. I mean, I'm sorry. You keep using bad examples, my friend. I mean, <laughs> no, on, but I'm oil, trying to use the biggest was, examples. I know. Oil was dominated by this <laughs> Six sisters or seven sisters companies, and then it got dominated by the OPEC countries, especially True. energy is the industry that is. I mean, that's the thing, man. Every fucking industry, yeah. because innovation and development is only uh, is only uh, uh, possible through a state-led or through centralized development. Japan developed through a state. UK developed through a state-led development. This idea of a free market, oh, let the thousand yeah, no, 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 it's really... bullshit. No, it's I was just trying. To, I was just trying so, to back uh... your argument that monopolies aren't the only ones. So fine, let's take the clothing industry, right? H and M or Zara are not monopolies, right? They're gigantic corporations, they but they be close to monopolies. They are close, to, but they're not monopoly, right? There, there's you go to a mall and there are fifteen of them, right? So I think that will be pushing it, calling monopoly. However, yeah, they, they, they however they do engage in a lot of horrible um, behaviors and actions and practices. So I get your point that being a monopoly isn't the only source of all of Amazon's and evils. Yeah, I, I, yeah, and uh, you don't even need to go as far as H and M. So anybody who hasn't lived in a country where there has only been supermarkets and had to deal with an off license or a mm-hmm. shop knows that the individual at the very individual level can be as much of a fucking asshole, mm-hmm. a profit-seeking a piece of shit, racist in many cases than the corporation. So this idea, I just hate this whole antitrust, monopoly, monopoly, ha, 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 very bad. Fuck you, very bad. They prov- At least they provide good system, unlike some of these. Sometimes, not always. Business. I'm sure there's some, some monopolies no, that didn't provide yeah, um, good yeah, service. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. getting, yeah, I'm getting, I'm going on a rant. It's an emotional <laughs> thing, man. You don't need to bring rash. I see. No, well, right, now I'm right. now I'm scared. Now I'm scared to go to the next story because I don't want it to be like a huge crazy rant. But for this one, there are a few rants even out there, which is the Black Lives Matter story. No, and- I, I feel like I'm, I'm. My blood pressure has come down. <laughs> 
<laughs> but yeah, pretty I much with the Black Lives Matter, there's quite a few reporting c- coming out. Bad Fate just did an, Brianna just did an episode, which pretty much is people had set up a foundation and had the Black Lives Matter name over it. Because Black Lives Matter became both actually a real entity and this and movement. An incorporation. Yeah. yeah. So it seems like all the money or like a lot of it was going to the Black Lives Matter uh, organization. Yeah, yeah. And I love how they all say, like, love- it's unclear who's in charge now. What do you mean? Either someone's in charge, this organization doesn't exist anymore. So <laughs> I haven't looked into it enough. I just don't understand what is, does that mean. I mean, is there not an office you can call or maybe they don't have an office anymore and the organization fell apart? I, th- I thought the organization, I mean, yeah, it was fascinating. Mm-hmm. I think they offered the position to a couple of people and they declined yeah. to become the head of the... But that's but, genius, huh? But by, Having your organization the, the same name show. as the movement. Yeah, but so that was... The, yeah, inadvertently, that was the anything that this movement it's does... It's It's yeah, very much... Sure. And plan. you reap all the all the benefits by simply having the same name. And then you go to have like dance classes with Angelina Julie. I don't know. Yeah. Like it seems like... But what, the guy on Bree's show, I'm sorry, what's going on? I don't know what's going on in America anymore. Was he black? <laughs> I mean, I just... I watched it. I didn't drink I, Oh, oh yeah. I mean, um, no, 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 I did watch I had, it. He kept saying I had been at the. Yeah, yeah, no, he was 100%. Of course he was black how because was he, he started black? saying. He was whiter than me. Well, again, like how we discussed in the US, it's not it's, well, the color is the thing, right? He said in the US, his mom it is, is black. Though, other but, yeah, countries. But, but his mom is black. So, I mean, of course, he'll be considered as um, African American in the US. Okay. Like Stephen Curry, the basketball player. Like, what do people consider I don't know him? That. Um, I black. Don't know. <laughs> I love how you said that. As if I know anybody. No, but that's sport. like the example. Or Jordan. Um, no, I just. No, Jordan, sorry, I, the guy that we we like a lot. I wish he clarified his background a bit because I felt like they just kept saying that he's been a victim, and I was like. Yeah, no, I mean, because he said, I mean, he sorry, grew up in a black community, and moment. his wife was. And his mom was black. So he was saying that I grew up with my... Did he say my, that? I yeah, yeah. And he said that I grew up with my, uh, with my mother who nothing. was like a single a single mom and all this. And now you people just because... Uh, yeah, I faced all that. Up. Just because I'm unpacking or like I'm investigating this organization, you guys are all calling me sexist. No, I think they called yeah, him I've... sexist and he really took it personally yeah, yeah, there because, was this his, lady, because yeah. he's also black and his mom... Um, and his, raised by his mom so i think that's that's i think that's as far as i got to it so i think he said he uh, really way, took that personally just this is a bit of a tangent i've seen people who are of color and are racist and oh, yeah. that was the weirdest thing ever but yeah i've seen yeah that was odd but anyway but yeah i didn't catch that i only ca- caught the part where she he talks about the part that uh I mean, I what think I heard this. About? If not, I just made up this whole story. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, uh, I'm pretty yeah, sure. I, yeah, but no, no, I heard about the part that where he's investigating the thing about them, and then he's making, he's asking questions of a woman, and as soon as he starts asking questions of that specific lady, she starts accusing him of being a, a sexist and racist. That's yeah. what all I caught. So maybe yeah, I missed some parts, but. Yeah, uh, but yeah, that was, I found it fascinating in terms of, I love 
stories of like Nina Turner or you know these type of things that they don't even like the organization and the people involved sell out within like minutes of a movement like they don't even like you know they don't allow the movement to reach a <laughs> yeah. you know like uh, Islamist movements allow at least allowed like you know they got to power then you know a couple of years passed <laughs> then we sell out to capitalism blah blah no they just Fuck it, guys, immediately sell out, sell out, sell out. So that that's what I found fascinating about it, personally. Yeah, I know. It was an interesting story. Not surprising at all. And it doesn't mean that, however that organization ran, it doesn't mean that racism is an issue, not an issue of this happened or that didn't happen or the protests were justified or not. It's just, a, at least to me. But it's just a good example of how people in a certain position in this kind of movement can definitely take advantage and reap all the, a lot of benefits. Although it seems like they themselves got scared because only a third of the money was spent and two thirds of it seems to be sitting somewhere and everyone's like, maybe we shouldn't touch it because it's a bit too obvious or maybe the money has disappeared. Yet. Yeah. And maybe they've already taken it. I, it was one of those. Yeah. I wish they focused more on the money and less on the personal strategies and counter protests. And these guys wanted to do this. Pro- I don't care. Like none of it. Sorry. But yeah. but yeah, the money part was fascinating to me. Like I wanted to know where the money went. So. Yeah. yeah. Money. Where is, I'm I guys, by the way, I have a anti-racist movement going on. So <laughs> if anybody's interested in, you know, I, I'm happy with a million or two. All right, Sam, let's continue with our last few stories here in a quick hitters segment. So this story, the affordable housing story, it became more interesting, at least to me, when I saw TYT's take, which was oh. like, it's as if they were reading the facts and completely ignoring them. So that's for some of you guys to go and check out. Or I mean, maybe I'll try to play some clips to just show that my impression that I got isn't that far from the truth. The whole development deal cloaked as an affordable housing plan is anything but affordable. Three out of the 143 lots would have been for future affordable housing. The rest of the homes were to be priced between 250,000 and upward of 600,000 in Yellow Springs and in many other areas or places. This is not considered affordable housing. So then Dave, did you go and make it? I say Dave as if I know him. But I don't, I just want to be clear. But Chappelle, did you ever fight for affordable housing that was real affordable housing in your opinion? Did you ever make it clear before you got blowback that you were, oh, I'm actually for affordable housing. I just don't think this is affordable enough. Did you push forward that project? Did you ever explain that? Did you ever clarify that? No, you didn't. All you said is, I don't want no goddamn affordable housing near me. I'm rich now. I don't want the affordable housing near me. Put it next to other people, maybe poor people. So screw Dave Chappelle. But yeah, let's tell the story first. So pretty much Dave Chappelle, who's very much involved, apparently he was born and raised in like the community and place in Ohio where he still lives. And he's spending money, he's like, you know, in, uh, investing in different projects and everything. And there's a town hall and there's a clip. And pretty much this story makes it seem like Dave Chappelle opposes this affordable housing uh, that was going to be built. And let's just say, I mean, he doesn't sound like too much he was going to make a build affordable housing either. But his plan seemed like it had more affordable housing elements to it because the plan that they didn't go with and that, you know, he managed and others managed to get away from was like pretty much it had 
25 actors and they were going to build all these 50, houses. 50. 54. 54 acres that they were going to Two of it was going to be and two uh, allocated. <laughs> allocated two to a, a, not the company that was doing the other, yeah. like they were saying, we're going to find another company and subcontract it to them too. I mean, that's what Katie yeah. Alper and the rising said. So, I mean, it's the equivalent yeah. of, you know, like, a corporation donating away a little bit of like their profits yeah. to like a project or something. So, okay, you give a no, donation. No, no, sure, no, this uh, doesn't mean you save the world or save the cause or that you're building no, no, affordable this is, housing. This is exactly like what rich people do with universities. They donate mm. huge amounts of money and then their children get to go there and then they get a wing or whatever. Yeah, that's that. another way so, to look at it. But that's the uh, funny so, part. Yeah. There was no affordable housing really going to be built. Whether you go with... Very limited Dave Jab or best. very little. And very that, limited at best. And TYT and ignores that no, no, fact that, that, that fully was, when way, they're I like would, telling uh, the story. And in, they the way, read that, the no, facts no, and wait, they just wait, ignore wait. it. Before TYT, I'd like to give a shout out to Rising. That's why I think... Like, why you would want to watch a news story and stuff? Because you get, like, I had no idea Dave Chappelle's mother was uh, somebody who worked for Patrice Lumumba. Yeah, that was crazy. That shit, was no, crazy shit. shit. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking into that. I, I did, Patrice Lumumba was like, I thought he was in, like, position of uh, power for, like, three minutes mm-hmm. before he got basically cut into pieces and uh, uh, melted into acid. But anyway, that was pretty cool. And uh, TYT, first of all, misrepresented the fact that he's this, he, he has, his father is from there, his mother is from there, his both, his father was no, I mean, there. Or sorry, something. let me just say something before you continue. But I mean, it's one of those stories, and if people of TIT have seen it, where like, Jenk really seems like, you know, some of these people that he hates so much, it's, it, it has completely messed up his ability to even talk like semi-objectively so i feel like dave That's chappelle the, no, has no, reached the iron so matic weird. joe rogan part for him more like you know yeah, yeah. if you tell him joe um dave chappelle's a man he's like he wants to be no dave chappelle's a woman actually like he's reached no no this exactly. point i feel with dave chappelle because the facts were in front of their eyes you saw that they, they put no, them on the right. screen it's right <laughs> they put them on the screen <laughs> and he just ignores them and of course he's enraged and all that but so people who watch who've seen TYT know exactly what kind of no, <laughs> Jen Kuger so appeared there. Anna, even like Anna, who's not a, let's say, journalistic genius, was yeah. like, hey, Dave Chappelle said, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and he said affordable housing may not be as available, like as much yeah. as they promised, blah, blah, blah. And Jen was like, oh, what? <laughs> what? What? Yeah. <laughs> What what is going? I didn't. I really did not understand anything about that TYT segment, except it was funny. This segment, because this segment should really be used for like studying and case studies, because it really was the exact same, very short story. Both of them did it in ten to fifteen minutes, but they just both presented two totally different stories. It was just both amazing. TYT and-, TYT and The Hill. Oh, all right. Sorry yeah. about that. But- <laughs> My dog barking. No, that's... <laughs> TYT is... Uh, I would feel like TYT is far more of a show. The Hill is far more of a... Yeah. No, I'm like just saying it's amazing panel. how they covered the same very small and short story. So, okay, let's say two two channels are talking about war. 
and their takes are a bit more different. Okay. I mean, there were like three facts in this story, but they reached like, to, like literally the facts were what did Dave Chappelle propose? What was the other um, thing that was proposed? And that's it. Those were the two facts that this story had. And they reached wildly different like takes and conclusions and presentations. It, it was kind of interesting. Yeah, I mean, I feel like Jenk is operating on a different fucking level, but that's me. Yeah, no, no. I mean, I've seen Anna, unless Aaron Matt's name comes up, she's, I think we even mentioned this earlier, she is the more just, or like, I don't know how you want to put it, compared to Jenk, and nowadays also John Irola. I feel like he's he's joining the gang. It's just, she's the least, like, useless one, I would say. Like, yeah, I mean, Jenk is been. just, Jenk is just damage. John uh, Idaho is more like, I don't know. Yeah, you're right about Jenk is in big damage. Like, nowadays, I feel like he's, yeah. Just shut the fuck up. Yeah. Then uh, there was another interesting story <laughs> that you wanted to cover by The Rising that involved the truck drivers. Did I want to cover? Oh yes, I wanted to cover it for the end, because I wanted to. I want to do it again. This is a very controversial episode. I'm doing. It's not a controversial episode. I don't have one big controversial take. I have loads Many. of tiny <laughs> controversial takes. Yeah, they're not. They're gonna annoy you, but they're not gonna make you want to unsubscribe. But uh, no, yeah, they had that. There is a, I don't know what's going on, by the way. I don't even, I'm not even interested in that news thingy with the truckers and Canada and America. I don't care. Like, yeah, they're protesting yeah. different COVID 19 measures. What? Different COVID 19 yeah, measures, the mandates, the yeah. testing, this or that. I'm a few I'm, things. I, by the I haven't way, followed I don't too care closely either. When people start protesting, like, you know, selling weapons to, you know, Saudi Arabia and stuff, then I might give a shit about, like, Oh, COVID. I'm sorry, but yeah, it's just not priority list uh, very high. But no, what I found, found very, it's a, it was a news program that was covering that thing. But I know and, a lot about this news program. Anyway, go ahead. Kind of. I mean, I haven't looked at Oh, up. yeah, you're from Canada. I forget. Yeah. What is what is this news, bro? What is so going on? Pretty much, uh, um, it's okay here. Okay, let's first be fair. Here in this coverage of the truck drivers is like the best coverage I've seen them do, but they've been involved in a lot of other fringe things. And pretty much this conservative who left, this conservative pundit who left a Canadian conservative channel made this one a long time ago, actually, like 10 or 12 years ago. I think he was trying to be the conservative right wing version of like the real news and send out like these young reporters out there. I do this. So you see this young, this guy was really young. And I think they didn't have any success at all. This is probably the most success that they're getting right now covering this truckers and story. The but yeah, yeah that's weird. Yeah. I mean, that part was that part was hilarious at the end of the No, video. I'm sorry, but uh, okay, Ryan Grimm asked him about Charlottesville or whatever yeah. the fucking racist thing was. And, and Lincoln, some of the critics of the trucker protest have linked it to kind of far-right fringe movements. And your, your own network has been, has been linked to far-right fringe networks as well. I think you, know, uh, you guys took a lot of criticism for f very favorable coverage of the Unite the Right rally down in Charlottesville, which wasn't explicitly a grotesque kind of white supremacist event. Uh, wh why, why, why doesn't that 
give people a, a real sense of foreboding about you know where this where this movement does come from i can't i can't comment on any of that what i can tell you is that for me being on the ground here actually talking to the people here actually being in the thick of it every single day i've seen no, it's nothing but peace here yeah all right sounds like it you stay warm Jeez. <laughs> and be, before, before we let you, just, just curious, why, why not comment on Charlottesville? Were you not there at the time, or you don't want to weigh in on the organization's role in, in covering Charlottesville? That's something that's still a little causing a little I bit was, of discomfort here. I mean, why seems are we like talking easy, about Charlottesville? Seems like an easy one. We're talking about the trucker protest. I mean, it just seems like an odd thing to ask him. Was he even there? I was a college student at the time. I have no comments on that situation. I don't even know anything about it, to be honest. And he was, okay, if he had said, sorry, I wasn't involved in that. I was a, I was a college student, whatever. No, he doesn't say that. He fucking does the politician thing, which is Rand Paul That's and other assholes. That's the first thing you're, yeah. you're told <laughs> not to do. You should never say, I don't want to comment on this. I don't know why this kid did that. What do you mean? That. That's the first thing. No, that's the, the first like, thing you're told to do by the fucking not in the media in the, in the media you don't you don't do that though and like I mean, spokesperson and media people does that. you try she, not to say that no, kid and that's then like the kid word. pretended oh i am in this school thank you for giving yeah. me your time you are a fucking media operative yeah. you piece of shit pretending that oh i was at the time in college i uh, what does that have to do with you. anything he could have very easily yeah. said Oh, during that time, I, I was no in college idea. and I didn't work with Rebel News. Yeah. Or I didn't no, work. but she, he didn't then, say that. Yeah. He said, I can't, I can't tell you, guys, I can't tell you about that. What yeah. I can tell you, there are people of all backgrounds. I'm sorry, but did you check? Were there people of, uh, sorry, Iranian northern backgrounds? <laughs> I want to know. I want to know. Were there Iranians of northern backgrounds, people of all backgrounds? Shut the fuck up about all backgrounds. Everybody thinks they're from all backgrounds. And uh, I mean, he was, no, he was saying then, that about Kim, the truck drivers' and, protest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Kim, yeah, he was deflecting. And then Kim Iverson was like, why are you asking about that? Why are you asking? Why? Yeah. Because he's representing a fucking news organization organization for god's yeah. sake and i mean so i don't understand yeah. this thing that like on the other side of these people who are like oh we should attack everybody are these people no we should we have a broad church everybody should say whatever the fuck they want no they no i mean that was really weird attempt. i mean yeah. i mean that kid he brought it on himself with the no comment just yeah, say I wasn't there. Who, who, who he was over that? 18. I would like to yeah. point out when we say he's a kid, we are being very mm, sympathetic. Yeah. Anybody who's over 18 is responsible for whatever they fucking do and say and the organization they work for. If I work for fucking Fox News and somebody asks me, why are you wor working for a news organization that used to tell women wear shorter skirts because it makes you more attractive, I should be able to respond to that because as an adult, I choose to work for them. Fucking assholes. Everybody's a kid. Everybody's, we have to, oh, sorry, did you, were you alive then? Were you, how, are, fuck off. Yeah, and I mean, really you could have, I mean, like, I mean, to me anyway, I'm telling you how I, I saw the story. Yeah, he, he brought here. it, he brought it on himself by saying no comment. And then Ryan Grimm just, Asked him again at the end. Yeah, and, exactly. I mean, follow for instance, up. Just a follow up. That's very normal. And yeah, and then Kim is like, 
and he's not here to Why talk about that. About this? Why which she, which she this? had said the same thing if it was someone on like the opposition exactly. and Ryan exactly. Grimm started grilling him or something, you would have been like, oh, let's not ask. Like, I mean, I get super, it. No, no of course see, I get it. No, if he no, shows why, up, no, why hold on. She, can I speak of it? Okay, hold no, on. Wait. But, sorry, but she didn't say the same about Afghanistan. I know. I know just Fuck. I'm saying if the guy had showed up, and you know he was booked to talk about this and ryan grimm asked him 10 questions from the beginning on this other thing you'll be like okay why didn't you tell me that you want to talk about the trucker thing and the charlotte thing that i kind of get it but just putting one question in there and it, then then you turn it it was his fault he turned it into a into a big deal by giving the See, lowest level politician answer even nowadays you know people try not to say no comment you just deflected in a in a much better and easier no, no, way. Say okay, yeah, yeah. even say and I then, don't know. I don't know. Yeah, and then and Ryan Grimm, not, yeah. yeah, and then Ryan Grimm just fucking beat tries to ask it again, and she came to his defense. So and yeah, he was like, Oh, I was just in in college, college at the time. Buddy, uh, okay, yeah, really? I get it. Just uh, say okay, you were you, you were are there. you an adult now? Are you an adult <laughs> now? Are you responsible yeah. for the way you work or are you a fucking sheep? Yeah. If you are a fucking sheep, then shut the fuck up. And don't do anything about journalism or mm. media or anything. Shut the fuck up. And nobody's I, saying I everything people. that I, happened and not everything that happened at that Charlottesville or what your news organization did is your fault. At least I'm not saying that. Yeah, just but like him thinking that it. he shouldn't. And he didn't even cover it, I think. He had to, he, he could have just been, I wasn't no, they did, there. I don't know. I hate, no, that's the thing. That's, by the way, sorry if I interrupt yeah, too much, yeah. but that's what I hate yeah. so much about deflections because deflections are the worst you can say okay i failed or no that was okay yeah, I but went nobody Charlotte wants to say that was it my responsibility to what watch the racists and prevent yeah. racists from doing race no it wasn't my that too i don't i mean his but bosses no, should be pissed at him because he, made yeah, he doesn't seem say so that worse. he doesn't say any of that he <laughs> says oh i don't know about that i don't want to comment on that all i want to comment is that there are all kinds of people in canada canada is a very diversified yeah canada is a fucking diver I'm, I'm no but his bosses should have a talk Bullshit. about him because he brought yeah, all idiot. of that up on his own be like what are you doing who, who, who talks back like this and making yourself i mean now I'm curious what happened because he made it seem like they went like they organized Charlotte. It was so annoying because from uh, like it was so annoying because from everything I read, the trucker thingy is something I generally would support or whatever. But assholes like him and the uh, just I think in these cases, probably just the idiot who got played. Like he was told, if they ask you about Charlotte, just go with this line that you know you. I don't know anything. Well, they shouldn't I'm, have told him that. Uh, and I'm I'm just to, I'm just an adult who's working for on. an organization. What should I know? Oh. And if there is a legal lawsuit against them, and that's preventing him from speaking, he should say that because people mention that is all there? the time. I... And people, no, no, no. I'm saying if there was, he should oh. say that, and people are understanding of that. Everybody oh, understands. Yeah. Even towards the worst people when no, they say, just, hey, hate, there's an ongoing I'm, case, I can't talk about that. It's, I, I'm sure I, it's, moved on. I hate this so much. Look, politicians do this so much. That, For example, you ask them, what is the healthcare education? Well, uh, what is the healthcare situation? Sorry. Well, I can't tell you about the healthcare, but I can tell you about mm -hmm. what I'm trying to do. I am trying to work with the local community to bring about the form of 
sort of a social response that will lead to a provo- uh, majority and approach so we can get there. Like, oh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> shut the fuck up. Like, oh. Yeah, but you Kim babied him so much. That was pretty yeah, funny. Yeah, Kim was like, oh, you little boy. <laughs> Fucking, fucking idiot i'm sorry if you're above 18 grow the fuck up and take responsibility for the places you work for right if you're if you're above 18 right and you're part of an organization you should be able to respond for some of their major actions i mean if you're not just above like brian 18, stelter we just made fun of brian stelter from cnn and why he defended CNN. And mm-hmm. nobody was like, oh, independent media, blah, blah. But I promise you, with this motherfucker, there will be people commenting saying, oh, independent media, oh, why are you attacking this little... Yeah, which is he's double standard. There's a, a word for that. It's double standard. Double standard. Yeah. No, I, I, sorry, I'm, I interrupt you. And it's, it's no, just... no worries. But <laughs> that part, that was so unjournalistic because even like in their world because for instance you can send even questions advance if you want to and stuff but you're not gonna like censor yourself and not ask the, the kid just something that comes up yeah right there yeah why are you asking about i mean that was i find that to be to be honest such a, as a professional even it's like we are into me and you are interviewing somebody and then you undermining me even if I'm wrong, it's just such a shitty thing to do. But they so. do that all the time on Rising, I feel. So that's like... Do you? They, no, they do it quite like a Rob, bit. Like they, Swa- they, no, but you can do it in a classy way without becoming yeah. so... Why are you doing it? Like, Robbie Swaff uh, does this, but guys, I just checked. I yeah. believe this is the inaccurate information about yeah. like Obama. Like, that's a different from just becoming a, you know, character. Yeah. yeah, so I think that was pretty much our last story and we, we were going to connect this quickly to julian assange nft because oh, they yeah, blocked they applied P- paypal yeah paypal blocked yeah blocked people sending money to the truck drivers and put, so there's a whole oh, like scandal and, and story there and because of that i believe they set up like fundraising ways to nft and are getting money there and julian assange as well they're making nft and everything out of them with this artist and trying to get money for julian assange's you know uh, legal team and everything brother said that he's very doubtful that he said that it's and i think sadly he might be wrong that in all likelihood he will get extradited yeah yeah no for sure no this was just like the raising um yeah 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 no i just wanted to say that you know let's not over hype this oh yeah no i mean this is just literally a way of raising money that's all it was yeah but uh mm. sorry about the rants this week i got very i got too much <laughs> anger in me this week sorry about that i know uh it's fine it's fine it's fine and you know you're just being yourself you know don't want you to be i know dishonest. But that's my that's being harsh by the way fuck me and uh <laughs> that's the thing like a lot of people i'm being myself being yourself fuck off control yourself you don't need to be yourself all the time sometimes maybe you need to fucking censor yourself and yeah sure, okay like let's not maybe, go on a yeah. rant about not doing rants myself self-control. <laughs> <laughs> like contradicting yourself but immediately sam, sam sam is a piece of shit he needs to <laughs> all right so no, let's but, uh, wrap yeah, up this sorry. podcast yeah sorry about the rants everyone 
I no, hope it's... they are somewhat like informative. I, I don't know. They're not. I don't care. Do you have any final yeah. words? Anything else to say? I don't care. Okay. All right. So please <laughs> like and subscribe. And more importantly, leave all your comments, questions, angry. and criticisms down below. And we'll make sure to get to them. If not, thank you for watching. And we'll see you in next week's episode. Thank you.